0: You're listening
1: to
2: Kyle Warren. You know, just earlier this morning on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program, Captain Matt Bruce and I were talking about others who might want to get in to the Republican primary race. You know, we've got Donald Trump, of course. We have Nikki Haley. Tim Scott, of course, has formed an exploratory committee. And we also talked about another person, Mike Pompeo. Well, it turns out, folks, he has made his decision. And it's very, very interesting indeed, because we will see now how this all plays out with Trump, the indictment. And all the rest of it, we'll talk about it right here, right now. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week, if that's even humanly possible. And as always, we do our level best send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, Thank you very much. Uh, Singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. Glad to be with you as we race into and rock it into the Friday slash weekend edition of the Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren. Glad to be with you, as I said. And we have a lot to talk about on this April 14th, 2023. And uh, we're going to get right to it. Uh, Talking about Mike Pompeo. Uh, But of course, don't forget, welcome to everybody who's finding this program for my appearances six nights a week with Captain Matt Bruce on his program, The Captain's America. 3rd Watch Radio Program. That's the Captain's America 3rd Watch Radio Program uh, emanating from his flagship station of AM860, the answer right there in Tampa, Florida and of course going out along many of the Salem stations, but also and primarily along the GCN radio network. So glad uh, to uh, make your acquaintance. Thank you for listening to this program and of course I'll be back on with Captain Matt Bruce later on tonight 11 p.m. Pacific or early Saturday morning, depending on your Time zone. That would be 2 a.m. Saturday morning Eastern time. Uh, simply go to Kyle Warrenshow.com. That's Kyle Warren for links to listen live to AM eight sixty the answer or the GCM network feed. We have a link for that there as well. And you can also go to the Captain's America That's the Captain's America All right. So uh right before we went to uh, do the program today, uh, I noticed this about Mike Pompeo. And uh, so we're going to let him say in his own words because the suspense was killing everybody, and now he has made his decision. It might surprise you. Let's listen in as he spoke with uh, Fox News's Britt Hume. He's made his final decision. Let's let's listen in. You have made
3: a decision. I have made a decision, Britt. I was on your show uh, a number of months back, and you asked what I was going to do in 2024, and. Susan and I have now been thinking about this, working at it, and have prayerfully come to the conclusion that we're not going to join the race in 2024. That while uh, we care deeply about America and the issues that I've been talking about this last year and a half, and frankly for decades, matter an awful lot, this isn't our moment. This isn't the time for us to seek elected office.
2: When you made that decision, uh, were you thinking about how what lane you would take and how you would go up against your former boss,
4: former President Trump. If you look at the latest polls, yeah. he's up you know, exponentially on the nearest competitor. Did that factor in?
3: No, not at all. Uh, this is a deeply personal decision for Susan and me and, and our son, Nick, and his wife, Rachel. It wasn't about what this would look like. And, and, and frankly, this, this race, I hope, isn't about people. I hope it's about these ideas. These are things since I was a young soldier that I've been working on, right? The fact that we're losing our military Edge, the fact that uh, we spent we're on pace to spend two trillion dollars more than we take in two trillion dollars in additional deficits these are things that I care about we were thinking about can we impact them is this the right time for us to go seek the presidency to go try and work on these and we just simply came to the conclusion this wasn't this wasn't the moment for us
2: all right so there you have it Mike Pompeo talking with uh, Brett Baer on Fox News and a very, very surprising decision to me uh, because Captain Matt Bruce and I were just talking about uh, the uh, Republican primary race. Uh, we were talking about the idea of others that might get in. Of course, as we mentioned in the intro, uh, Senator Tim Scott has formed an exploratory committee. Nikki Haley is in the, in the primary race. And of course, there's Donald Trump. And the, the indictment, of course, uh, changed a, a lot of things uh we are seeing these polling numbers but i do think that this is going to be a very very complicated to say the least uh republican primary season um and we're really not even talking yet about what might be happening with the democrats because i think i think there's all kinds of chaos going on behind the scenes of the democrat party right now uh vis-a-vis uh president biden whether or not he's really going to run he keeps uh sort of uh you know uh, uh just uh, putting pushing away these questions or, well, you know, I'm, I, I intend to run, but I, we haven't, we have not going to announce it yet. And, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense for, for, I think this very good reason. If everything is hunky dory, If America's going down the right track, if everything's fine, if the economy is great, if our foreign policy is strong, if we're if we've got these geopolitical players in check, namely namely China and Russia, well, why wouldn't Biden be running right now? Why not shut down all speculation to say four more years, four more years? That's the refrain, right? But I think you got people in the Democrat Party who say, "No, no, 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 no! Not four more years! Not four more years at all!" Because they understand that what's happening—it uh, goes beyond. It actually, it actually outpaces the messaging that's that's there. That and the messaging is the heart of the Democrat Party. Results are not at the heart of the Democrat Party of the Democrat Party elite, and I say that. Um, knowing that I, I'm not addressing the rank and file Democrats across the highways and byways of the land. The rank and file Democrats across the highways and byways of the land, they want results. They want jobs, they want low interest rates, they want affordable energy, they want affordable food at the grocery store, they want to be able to do things, and it's the Democrat Party elite that believe they can continue these ruinous policies and then just message their way out of it. It doesn't, it doesn't work that way at all. It doesn't work that way at all. So Mike Pompeo saying no, but maybe there's something else going on here. We'll talk more about this, plus much, much more when we come back from the break. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. Kyle Warren here. Those of you who hear me throughout the week on the Captain's America Third Watch radio show know that Captain Matt Bruce tells all the listeners about the great people and the great products at My Pillow. He's asked me to tell all the listeners to this program as well about the amazing products that MyPillow has to offer. From the brand new MyPillow 2.0 to the Giza sheets, the slippers, and the unbelievable towel sets, just to name a few, MyPillow has so much to offer. By the way, everyone in my family sleeps on a MyPillow. Mrs. Professor gave me a pair of the MyPillow slippers for Christmas, and she enjoys hers too. You know, we sleep on the Giza sheets every night, and we absolutely love them. So, go to MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. Scroll down to the Radio Listener Specials page. And when you've made your choices and you're ready to check out, be sure to use the promo code CAPTAIN. That's all you need. Promo code CAPTAIN and you're all set. Now, if you'd rather order over the phone, simply dial 1-800-641-5459. That's 1-800-641-5459, and be sure again to use the promo code CAPTAIN, and you'll be helping out this program as well as the CAPTAIN's program, and we really appreciate it. Once again, go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code CAPTAIN. after a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren Show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash KyleWarrenShow.
0: You're listening to Kyle Warren.
5: Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren.
2: Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great uh, liner, lead-in, and introduction. Much appreciated. We will hear, of course, a brand new Edwards Notebook as we uh, make our way throughout the program today. The Friday slash weekend edition. Folks, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Much more. KyleWarrenShow.com, and of course we keep going up and up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there, and we are going up and up and up for one reason and one reason only, and that's of course you, the listener. Thank you so much. Uh, for sharing the program on social media, for telling your friends about the program, for listening and subscribing, of course, and if you haven't had a chance to do so yet, please do head on over to kylewarrenshow.com and subscribe to the program. You can subscribe there using any of your favorite podcast software. We have the uh, the feed and all the things that you need uh, to be able to do that. You can also subscribe on many of these different platforms as well. Uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, as we were just mentioning so you can subscribe using those services as well and we sure appreciate it and when you do that so once again welcome back to the show i am kyle warren glad to be with you and we have so much more to talk about um just to finish up here with this mike pompeo announcement i do think it's a game changer i really do um i think that certainly with president trump and the indictment uh the initial boost that he's getting from that is certainly substantial um but I think looking at it in the the grand scheme, we have to see if it all holds, if it sticks. Now, certainly President Trump can now continue and i think rightly so to say that he's being pursued with this this kind of prosecution it's purely political this isn't something that that you do in the first world countries and and so forth this is this is uh, out of the ordinary in the extreme and i think he will be able to build on that parlay that into um into becoming the outsider again see that was the thing in 2016 president trump now president trump or former president trump but then candidate trump Mr. Trump was able to say, look, I'm an outsider. Um, I know what's wrong. I can fix it. Um, I haven't been in politics my whole life in terms of running for office, but I've been on the inside of politics. I know where all the I know how this works. Um, and let me go in there and fix it because I'm an outsider. And lo and behold, he gets elected. Right. Uh, to to the huge surprise of Hillary Clinton and and her supporters and so forth. There's no doubt about that. But Trump was able to say, look, I'm, I'm not one of I'm not inside the Beltway, Washington. But now, of course, he's former president. So it's harder for him to say that per se. But now he has this new lease on life to say, look, I am an outsider. Look at what they're trying to do to me. I'm, I'm so far outside of this that they're trying to shut me up any way they can. They raid Mar-a-Lago. They, they indict me in Manhattan. I, uh, this goes on and on and on. So he's able to, to parlay that, I believe. Now, just parenthetically, and I think it's important to to uh, to to point this out. I think you do have Democrat Party elite strategists who believe that Trump can get the uh, Republican nomination and might be able to get it fairly easily. Um, but at the same time would go on to a general election where he might encounter the same kind of resistance and problems that he had in 2020. So I think President Trump, it's always a possibility that he can go back and win, but I think he needs to be able to um, um, re-strategize, for lack of a better term, uh, the way that he goes about it because he absolutely needs to get the center, he needs to be able to get the independence, And he needs to be able to get those Democrats I was just talking about earlier, the rank and file across the highways and byways who want lower interest rates, who want affordable energy, affordable food. They want a good economy. They want to be able to raise their kids in a decent place to live. They want law enforcement. They want all the things that that decent Americans want. And they just need a reason to say, yes, I will vote for Donald Trump. That's that's what they're looking for. And I think Donald Trump has to be able to, because of the way everything went, not only through the campaign, but through his presidency. And then then after the election, he has to find a way to win those people back, because because like it or lump it, there are people out there who would say, I'm not I wouldn't even hold my nose and vote for Donald Trump. So so he has to be able to do that. I think he can given uh, the world state that we're in right now. And this is one of the reasons why I thought uh, Mike Pompeo was going to be uh, a major player in the presidential uh, primary because Mike Pompeo checks off all those boxes. He's, uh, he's got the gravitas, okay, a little, uh, what's uh <laughs> Al Gore term, you know, he's got the gravitas, right? He's got that uh, because because he's a serious player. Right, um, former Secretary of State, former Director of the CIA. You know, he's he's got the resume to be able to speak. He doesn't need a binder, by the way. Okay, I hate to say, but he he doesn't need a binder to read from when he talks about China, Russia, um, the geopolitical threats that we have, all these different things because he's lived it, basically. So that's what I was um, sort of um, uh, waiting for to see him come into the race and uh, and be able to bring all these different elements in. Now, that being said, oh, and by the way, we, we can't forget, Uh, Arkansas, former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson, he's also joined the race. We also have uh, the entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who's also uh, joined into the race. And, of course, as we mentioned, Tim Scott's formed an exploratory uh, committee. Um, But this was interesting. We didn't hear this on the audio, but evidently Mike Pompeo was asked about whether or not he was going to endorse the GOP candidate, right? So that's a good question. Will you endorse... Whomever the GOP candidate is. Well, he goes on to say, well, when I figure out um, who that person is, I feel like I've always done in my life, I'll get behind them and do everything I can to help them. Right. Because, um, again, he's talking about these issues. And and that was interesting that he said, you know, we have these issues and, and it's just not the right time for me to go in there and, and try to make an impact. And um, so I, I question that a little bit only because you would think that this is exactly the time that you need to try in there, get in there and, and get after the issues, because I do think people are going to be looking at these issues. I have a feeling and this is just my this is just my two cents that we are as we go through these next two years um, for the presidential um, uh, uh, election cycle, um, I think we're going to see things happening in the world that are going to be uh, terrible uh, things in the sense that they're going to be significant, game-changing world events. And we're going to talk about this when we come back from the next break here in the next segment. I want to talk about, uh, there's a very interesting article about China, about how uh, President Xi Jinping is beginning to fracture or try to splinter uh, different allies uh, in the West and in Europe, uh, of course, to their own designs. In other words, you got people that are playing for keeps big time. Um, And I think we'll see some of these things unfold because, and I hate to say it, it just, folks, it, it pains me to say it, the idea. That we have uh, a president who's exhibiting all the things that are that President Biden exhibits in the sense of uh, not only just his, his manner, but the, some of the deterioration that we see. And that's not a I'm not trying to be mean, but because he is he does appear to be deteriorating. That's terrible. Right. Um, but this projects out onto the world stage. And you have Vladimir Putin, um, who is, um, you know, just an evil uh, a person doing these things and attacking civilians and all out total war against the people of Ukraine. You have President Xi, um, who's trying to parlay the communist Chinese rule into a major world dominating influence. And you got Joe Biden. Um, who's you know talking about chocolate chip ice cream? For goodness sakes, I got all I got all the chocolate chip ice cream upstairs, and and this kind of stuff. It's just too weird, and I think that they really do um, watch that. They play on it, and they know that they can. Uh, they know that they can uh, 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 do something while while Biden is president. So, Joe Biden is setting all this stuff up for people like Mike Pompeo. That was my thought, that he's setting all this stuff up and we're going to have Um, an election, or we're going to have some candidates uh, that are going to bring that together. Nikki Haley, I think, of course, is going to have some interesting things to say. Um, But right now, of course, the spotlight is on Donald Trump. The spotlight's on Trump and uh, how he's going to um, come through this indictment thing. But this is going to be an ongoing thing. It's going to be one of the main topics. So maybe that's one of the reasons Mike Pompeo thinks we're not going to talk about issues, because maybe it's all going to be just about Donald Trump. Well, we will see, but we need to have a good president, that's for sure. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks, this is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more, so stay right there. Hi, folks, this is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for The Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show.
5: Because of the grossly inadequate government school system practice of not teaching complete and authentic American history, one would think that black Americans contributed very little to our American society. Hello, I'm Rod Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, if your refrigerator contains any produce from your local grocery market, then you can rightfully credit black United States inventor Frederick McKinley-Jones. Mr. Jones took out more than 60 patents throughout his life of achievement. Amongst them was a 1930s patent for the roof-mounted cooling system commonly used to refrigerate food products on extended transportation routes. Frederick McKinley Jones officially received his roof-mounted cooling system patent for his invention in 1940. He also co-founded the U.S. Thermal Control Company that later became famously known as Thermo King. The company was critical during World War II, helping to preserve donated blood and food supplies for our American war heroes during the massive war between liberty and tyranny. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. You're
0: listening to Kyle Warren.
2: All right. Welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. Once again, glad to be back with you. Don't forget, go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast there. Find out more about the program. Send me a direct message and much, much more. And of course, uh, tap in to the GCN network feed. Uh, That's for the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. I'll be back on with Captain Matt Bruce, of course, for uh, his own weekend edition in just a a few hours from now. That'll be 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern time. If you're in the Eastern time zone, that would be early Saturday morning. It's the weekend show, and uh, we're going to have a complete wrap up, of course, of all the day's political events, uh, things throughout the week, and also breaking news, because it's really something um, as uh, being part of overnight radio uh, in the United States, there's a lot happening um, throughout the country and of course even around the world, news breaks and Captain Matt Bruce and I are usually the very first people uh, live on the radio uh, to bring people breaking news and uh, so you definitely want to uh, definitely want to check it out you can also call into the program if you'd like to opine on the show and uh, so we welcome everybody to uh, take a listen and to call in as well simply go to kylewarrenshow.com or go to the and uh, you can uh, you can find out more about the program listen live but we're glad that you're here with us here today on- on this Friday Slash Weekend Edition. And uh, because the Mike Pompeo um, uh, news story was breaking... Uh, earlier today, we haven't yet talked about what went on in Boston, of course, uh, with the 21-year-old member of the U.S. Air National Guard, Jack Teixeira. Uh, he's from North Dighton, Massachusetts. He was arrested, of course, by FBI agents on Thursday. He's made his initial court appearance in federal court. Uh, and uh, certainly, this is a this is a big deal. President Biden sort of downplayed it. Uh, basically saying that, you know, he wasn't concerned about it, but then he corrected himself, well, I'm concerned that the leak happened. But he said there really wasn't anything in there contemporaneous that was going to be a huge problem, evidently. So Biden was sort of, you know, trying to minimize this, but this is a major breach. This is a major breach, Um, certainly, I mean, just, just in and of itself, the fact that these documents made their way out into the big world. Uh, now, again, the initial story here is that uh, this uh, uh, this person to share Jack to share uh, was in a chat group, a video game chat group. Um, uh, wanting to demonstrate his own knowledge of these things, uh, supposedly to win an argument about what's going on in Ukraine. And he begins placing these things for his chat group friends, uh, who he's evidently known for quite a long time uh, to, uh, to see. But of course, that wasn't the thing to do. In fact, it was not just completely illegal, but it was a major breach of national security. And um, those documents made their way out uh, to Russian Telegram, and also onto 4chan and other uh, other platforms. and the world began to reel from this uh, from this leak. Um, that's what we know so far. Uh, just just briefly, um, I saw this earlier. Judge uh, Anthony Napolitano, you may be familiar with him. Uh, he was on Fox News, of course for a, a very long time. Uh, Napolitano um, evidently has his own uh, program and he was talking uh, with a former uh, CIA officer, Larry Johnson. Evidently, he was part of the George H. W. Bush uh, administration. He did the presidential daily briefings for President George H. W. Bush. He has an interesting take on this, and whether whether or not this is um, the reality, um, it, it re- remains to be seen. But it certainly is a very interesting thing for someone who's learned in this in this field to come out and say something fairly uh, terrifying. He basically says, we'll hear him say here in just a moment, just a brief clip, but he's saying that this whole thing was not just uh, one of those things that here you got this guy who's uh, who's got uh, the clearance and he you know puts these things in the chat room. And that was the end of it. Uh, no matter what, if, if, let's just say, even if he put it in the chat room because he's trying to win an argument, uh, you know, as I said, it's not just completely illegal. It's a major breach of national security. You just don't do it. You know, and what's the old uh, the old adage? Those who know don't talk. And those who don't know talk a lot. You know, that's that's what they do. They try to impress people. But if you really know, I mean, if you really, really know, then you don't say anything because of the obvious consequences. Not just to yourself, you can get in huge trouble, but you don't want to put anything out there that damages the United States of America, makes our enemies stronger, right? You don't want to do that. So let's listen in. Uh, Again, brief quote here, uh, this idea. So Napolitano is going to ask Larry Johnson, Um, Is the Biden administration embarrassed by this? Let's listen in. How embarrassed
3: is the uh, Biden White House, the Pentagon, and Langley CIA over
2: these leaks? Uh, Some are embarrassed
4: and horrified by it. But what I think the strategy that's underway is this information was leaked with a variety of purposes, to prepare the U.S. public for the crash landing that's going to take place with respect to U.S. foreign policy, the crash landing in Ukraine, the crash landing in China. In fact, we're already seeing elements of just the, if you call it that. Are you saying this was a
2: controlled leak done by management, not done by some Edward
3: Snowden, Bradley Manning type?
4: Yeah, by, by some elements within management who thought this was a good idea. I mean, this this shows how both unprofessional and ridiculous it is, I mean, and dangerous. And the information that was leaked about Israel, part of that comes from a FISA. Uh, you know, it's got a FISA classification on it, which that doesn't necessarily mean this is Department of Justice FBI territory. So, again, there's no way that some National Guardsmen Who's doing TDY at Fort Bragg would have access to that, and, and I'm, I'm not basing that upon what happened to me 40 years ago. I, for 23 years, ago, for 23 years up until about three years ago, I worked in these skiffs, and I still have friends that do who are retired CIA and retired NSA and, and retired FBI, and I talked to them, and they're still seeing the material. None of them, none of them have seen. Anything like this, particularly that CIA operations center document or the FISA document, that, that right. they have complete access to the high side, the top secret side. They have special access programs, SAP clearances. So that's why I say this thing is this thing is too tidy a package. This,
2: too tidy a package. That's what he's saying. So I, you know, we're putting that out there today. As I said, I, I saw this earlier as I was uh, doing show prep, and uh, uh, it just seems, you know, pretty interesting that someone would say such a thing. But because what caught my eye was the idea of the crash landing of U.S. foreign policy. Well, uh, I, I hate to say that uh, certainly the way that we're going, um, it certainly looks as if there's going to be more foreign policy problems because I think it's not just Joe Biden. I I think it's the people around Joe Biden. I think that uh, uh, why is it that we're letting things get to this point? Why why is it that we're letting them get this far off base such that, uh, that, uh, that China does feel emboldened to make a move. And we got a great call last night on the captains America, uh, the idea that China wouldn't make a move um, anytime soon, and that very that very well may be. Um, my thought is that China will make a move when it feels it can make a move. And if there can be enough disarray in the world, if there can be enough disarray in Washington, if there can be enough concern about can Joe Biden... Uh, uh handle two things at one time or you know even you know just the just the most basic things as president um you know China could make their move on Taiwan and and nothing nothing else is going to happen now I do think as well and I I do think that there is a a new component to all this, um, which to some degree is an old component because 35 40 years ago, uh, we were looking at Ronald Reagan. People all thought Reagan's going to get us in a war. He's going to get us in a nuclear war. But Reagan had this notion of peace through strength. Reagan understood this principle that, that if you're going to, uh, if, if, if you have those that threaten you, in this case geopolitical threats, real live existential threats to the United States, our way of life, our allies, and freedom, um, you have to be so strong that the possible perpetrator would never actually do anything like that. And um, I think he he did that very well, especially with the SDI, Strategic Defense Initiative. He was showing Gorbachev that this was not going to ever work. Gorbachev thought, well, we can just overwhelm the United States. And Reagan basically said back, oh, yeah, well, we're going to overwhelm you even more. We'll shoot down your missiles. You won't win. And that made Gorbachev and the Russians, Soviets, stand down. Stay right there. More to come.
0: You're listening
2: to Kyle Warren. Hi, I'm Tim
1: McGraw. Every two seconds, someone in America needs blood. Accident victims, cancer patients, and individuals with blood disorders and other illnesses. They may live next door or up the block or across town. They're our neighbors. Yet only a small percentage of those who are eligible to give donate blood. A healthy blood supply comes from ordinary people, just like you and me. It's all about neighbors helping neighbors. Your gift of blood is needed now to help save lives. That's why I'm joining with my good neighbors at State Farm and the American Red Cross in the Neighbors Give Life campaign to raise awareness and to challenge you to donate blood. It only takes an hour of your time and can save the lives of up to three people. You can donate as many as six times a year. So make an appointment to donate at your local blood center and donate often. I want you to join me now in giving the gift of life. Be a hometown hero. Visit NeighborsGiveLife.com for more information about donating blood.
3: Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today.
2: Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to kylewarenshow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Show. You're listening to Kyle
0: Warren.
2: We are racing through rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition hope that you have some great plans this weekend and um, I do uh well it's you know it, it's it's sometimes it's great when you have like no plans like <laughs> you know you don't have to do anything in the in the in the grand sense and so you can just kind of take it easy and that's sort of what i'm uh, looking forward to doing this weekend only because it's been one of those weeks pretty pretty full pretty hectic and uh, glad to uh, glad to uh, uh, get to the uh, get, get to the weekend uh but of course uh, uh once we uh, finish with the Kyle Warren show today in a few hours we'll be back on the the radio with Captain Matt Bruce for the weekend edition of the Captain's America Third Watch and once again we invite you to uh, to join in simply go to Kyle Warrenshow.com. that's Kyle Warrenshow.com for links to listen live um, also also uh, we're we're on Rumble we're on Rumble and uh, uh, we're getting some good response from Rumble and uh, always glad to uh, to see that it's sort of a new platform that we're on just recently here. So if you like Rumble as well, you can uh, become a follower there and uh, hear the program that way as well. Right now we have the audio uh, from the program there, uh, but we are looking into how we can start doing uh, some more video oriented stuff. And uh, so there could be stuff coming down, coming down the pike. So we hope that you can uh, be with us for that as well. Okay. Let's take a quick look here. Uh, A couple of things uh, about uh, well, we were just talking about um, we just mentioned Reagan as we went to the uh, went to there to the break. Um, let's let's check out here real quick. There was an article about uh, President G. OK, this is from Business Insider. G is trying to humiliate Biden by driving a wedge between him and his European allies as part of a global power play. Uh, French President Emmanuel Macron and U.S. President Joe Biden have been so effusive in their praise for each other uh, in their, over their relationship has been dubbed a bromance by some observers. But that friendship may have soured after Macron made comments likely to irk Biden following his recent state visit to China, the, US, uh, the U.S.'s arch-global rival. Well, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, Of course, it's not just going to irk Biden. It would probably irk a lot of Americans. During the trip where he was given a lavish red carpeted welcome, Macron suggested that Europe should not be drawn into the crisis over Taiwan, which has long been one of the flashpoints in the global rivalry between China and the U.S., Beijing has, claimed uh, claim, uh, claiming territory as its own. And Washington has pledged to defend its independence and create a global alliance to deter Chinese aggression. Um, uh, being an ally does not being, uh, does not mean being a vassal. Doesn't mean we don't have the right to think for ourselves. Macron said amid a backlash over the comments Wednesday, <laughs> Uh, well, I don't think that uh, we look at France as being a vassal state of the United States, but but come on, I think that uh, first of all, first of all, you're in the the heart of Chinese communism, right? The President Xi and the Communist Party of China—that's their deal. They they do this. This is how they roll. The, this is not going to change anytime soon. Okay, and I, I hate to say it, and I'm not trying to. uh uh, to be too sensationalistic but let's 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 call it what it is uh we know what's happening inside china we know we you know we know what's happening to the uyghurs We, we know what's happening um and it is um something we have to be very very careful about how we proceed on planet earth throughout this very very difficult part of history i think when we look back at it and historians look back at it a long time from now they're going to say this is a this is a real crucial time yes there are other big crucial times but but nevertheless because of where we're at because of the state of affairs for the united states right now um because of the emergence of china because of the aggression of vladimir putin um, we are in a very, very bad way. And the, the, the reason I mentioned the nuclear weapon thing is that 35, 40 years ago, President Reagan knew that strength and, and resolve and all these things was, was probably the one thing that was going to keep us from having that kind of nuclear war. In fact, he said nuclear wars should not be are unthinkable and should never be fought, right, because they can't be won. But nowadays, you got people I think like Putin who think, "Well, I could still use a nuke, I could still get my way, I could still do this." And I think you've got the Chinese government saying, "Well, it may come to that at some point. Uh, we could probably absorb a lot of damage, and we'll still quote win." This, I mean, I think it's just madness that is going on with this right now. And how do we get there? Well, what happens is if you start fighting. If you start fighting American regular American forces against Russian regulars in Ukraine, that's going to escalate. Um, if China makes a move against Taiwan and you start fighting directly or at some other flashpoint, something else could happen. Right? It doesn't have to just be an invasion of Taiwan. It can be something else that causes the conflict to start. And at some point, somebody's going to start losing that conflict and the nukes can come out because we seem to be living in a very, very different world even than that we did in say nineteen eighty-five or nineteen eighty four or during the heart, you know, the height of the of the Cold War with the Soviet Union, which was really starting to become the downfall of the Soviet Union, because as we get to the end of the 1980s, Soviet Union crumbles, right? But Vladimir Putin, that to him, that's just an interruption in whether or not he can rebuild it and, and get the glory back and all this stuff. Very So it's a very scary time, right? Uh, so again, Macron uh, talks about they're not going to be a vassal state. Europe has long been divided, back to the article, between countries skeptical of China and seeking closer ties with the U.S. and those lured by China's vast export markets who harbor desires for greater autonomy from the U.S., it is differences such as these that Chinese President Xi Jinping is keen to exploit as he seeks to drive a wedge between the U.S. and Europe and humiliate Biden by exposing the limits of his influence, analysts say. So that's that's huge. That's huge stuff. And and, and by the way. You know, we talk about Biden, and and we we have our great concerns about Joe Biden, and uh, and I think for good reason, and all the stuff, and we haven't talked about Hunter Biden yet today, and all all that fact that he was, you know, shepherding his father through the rope line, and so no, you got to answer the question or whatever this kind of stuff, and it looks embarrassing, and it's just ridiculous. There's just no doubt about it. But I think that no matter what. See, that's but that's some of that stuff, and and I'll put it in this sort of context. That's like family talk, right? That's what Americans can talk all about their president as much as they want. They they we can we can we can criticize them, we can, you know, say if they look silly or this kind of stuff. But even though Joe Biden's a Democrat president and I think doing a lot of really ridiculous things, President G has um, these designs, right? The, con- the Chinese Communist government, they have these designs. Vladimir Putin has these designs. and the uh, and they're directing these things at the American president. who is our president, right? And so what happens is is if, if we start failing on the world stage, it's not good for anybody. So I, I, my thought is that, you know, we have to be strong and and we have to see what's happening. Do I think we should probably elect a new president or somebody who could be very strong and stand up to Xi and Putin? Well, of course I do. But we shouldn't take any of this stuff lightly as to what China and Russia can really be up to and especially china uh, in this case driving a wedge between europe and the united states is not a good thing we've seen nato of course strengthen as a result of the invasion of ukraine and to a great degree vladimir putin has accomplished the opposite of what he wanted to do he wanted to uh, weaken nato but he's now strengthened nato and nato will be growing but at the same time though At the same time, we have to be able to foster the kind of prosperity and the kind of markets and the kind of interaction and the kind of stability that leads to a better planet Earth. Because the Chinese government exerting its influence and creating its own space And trying to replace the United States as the big power and the big deal maker and the peacekeeper and all this other stuff that they think that they can come in and do in order to get more power. That's the scary thing. And we have to be able to counter that. This is a very, very important time, as I said. In Earth history, planetary history, this is this is a big deal. All right, folks, thank you for listening to the program today. I really appreciate it. It's been great to spend time with you. We're going to see you uh, on the radio tonight. And, of course, we'll be right back here next time. And so until then, uh, thanks again for listening. Don't forget, go to Warrenshow.com. That's Warrenshow.com, where you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. You can find out more. You can send me a direct message. So we're going to see you on the radio. Tonight, and right back here next time. Everybody out there around the globe, take care out there.
0: You're listening to Kyle Warren.